Welcome to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. And we are here for our first Canadian tinged episode of the season. It might be more than tinged. It's it sodden. Oh, that is not the adjective I would have chosen. Sopping. Sir. <laughs> this episode is full of mousse and maple syrup. It is our but first not alpha. really. Yeah. Our first Alpha Flight. Yeah. So we're beginning our journey into Alpha Flight. And we're starting not with the series proper, but the uncanny X-Men issues that lead into the series, as well as one Marvel two-in-one issue that also sort of gives some background. So there's a full story arc that's being told by these five issues. And we end up in a place that sets us up for Alpha Flight number one. The team, because yes. there's also some Vindicator earlier. There is. In 109. Yes. Um, we're skipping that part. Yeah, because... Not a team. Right. We're focused more on the team, not on James McDonald Hudson, um, just himself. So uh, we are reviewing... Unki- oh, my. Words. I know. They're hard. It's a Sunday. Sunday scaries are kicking in. Yeah, they are, but we're not scared to review Uncanny X-Men 120, 121, 139, and 140, and Marvel 2 and 1, 84. So um, by the time we reach the end of that fifth issue, we know the circumstances we're going to be dealing with in Alpha Flight number one. So it's true. Let's go on a journey, shall we? Or do we need a bun bun update? Um, they're all napping because it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah, they they're loaves. Um, this recording got a little bit delayed because when I went upstairs to change into soft pants after we saw the Wizard of Oz in theaters, as if it were nineteen thirty not nineteen thirty nine. See, I was gonna first guess best guess, <laughs> and Asta is so sneaky. While you're in the bathroom, she will climb all the stairs that are generally creaky, but she will do it silently. And then when you get downstairs, you're like, oh, there's not a white blob underneath the dining room table anymore. The blob is missing from behind (laughs) the chair. The blob is not eating hay in her house. She must be back upstairs. She loves to do little loops under the bed. I've got a gigantic train set box and my old TV under my bed. And she just likes to run around. And this weekend, she included some cord eating as well. Yeah, RIP your lamp cord. The lamp was on. And then she went up there and the lamp was off. I'm like, something's different in here. And then I felt the corn. I'm like, oh, no, I should unplug this before I feel it up. Mm, any it was in her way. Like she she didn't do it. She didn't go out of her way to chomp it. The cord was in her way while she was trying to do the loops. How dare the cord? Because there are several little bites. So she she bit a live electrical cord several times and was none the worse for wear. As As you do. Yeah. So, yeah, then this time she went up for several trips around under the bed. And I was like, oh, here's a treat. You love treats. She's very food motivated. And she came out from under the bed. She went out into the hallway and took the treat. And before I could close the door behind her, she ran back inside. And under the bed. And under the bed. So it's always an adventure. It is. But nothing gets her out of there sooner than the shaking of a treat box. <laughs> also, I had to poke her. Mm, fair. As one does when there's a rabbit under your bed. Yes. Like, boop, boop, get out. Yes. At least she didn't lunge at you. No. 
She is good at that. She has very strong feelings sometimes. She does. Okay. Much like Asta took a journey up some stairs. We're and going up north. We're going up north. And that's where X-Men 120 opens up. We are in Canada. And I have so many questions. Okay. First of all, it's Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just call the prime minister what he is. It is Pierre Trudeau. Yes. Before... Um... Sire of the current prime minister. Correct. Um, and they're watching some footage on a big screen of the X-Men. And the prime minister is like, look, it's Wolverine. We paid so much money to make him Wolverine. Go get him. <laughs> he, we want a return on our investment, which really just sort of sums up the evils of capitalism. Yeah. Well, some of them. There's more. There's always more. But we get Guardian in his little Maple Leaf outfit looking Vindicator. Dang it. It changes. That's the tough thing with him. Like, Guardian is post-resurrection? Don't do... These characters never, ever die. No spoilers. No. I mean, no spoilers on something that's 40 years old. Yes. None of these characters will ever die ever in Marvel continuity. We'll just edit that part out. You're not the one editing. That's why it was a joke. <laughs> so Vindicator is like, um, those are the X-Men. Uh, you may not have heard of them. They're unofficial. Like we as Alpha Flight, we're pretty legit and official as, you know, canada's superhero team the answer to the avengers yes it's that's the funny part is that alpha flight is not canada's answer to the x-men is their answer to the avengers yes how is that different well i think it's like the the premier team yeah and uh, officially sanctioned by the government so we think of them so much in the x universe that's Um, they are like a mutant team, but they're really not like there are mutants on the team and we'll get into the membership as we go along, maybe even on the second page for their current lineup. Yes. Um, and we get deeper into their powers and where they come from and their origin story in the first 12 issues or so of the main series. But um, this is a spoiler we can throw out there. They're not all mutants. So um, it really is sort of bringing together different power sets from different corners of the marvel universe like there are different power sources um be they mystical man-made or woman-made um mutant or natural based like sort of like puck yes um because there's like mystical in terms of magic then there's mystical in terms of elemental um that's sort of how i divide them up and we'll talk about two of them fairly shortly um right now perhaps as at the bottom of the page there is north star shaman snowbird sasquatch and aurora yeah so vindicator is calling them together with his computer punch card (laughs) inserting that into the machine um is it an amazon product because it has that little a it does have an amazon a marvel should sue the fuck out of amazon disney if you're listening and i know you are sue amazon it's like the lowercase a yeah, it's yeah. not even a lowercase alpha. No. That would look different. Yep. So, um, like you said, we get introduced to the five members of Alpha Flight aside from Vindicator. And it's um, Jean-Paul Bobier. Looking 
a certain way. Um, those cheekbones could slice cheese. <laughs> they could slice glass. <laughs> they could. Um, we see um, Dr. Michael, two young men, MD, also known as Shaman. He is um, helping out a pediatric pediatric patient. Doing medical stuff. Yes. Um, Corporal Anne McKenzie, Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Um, and she hurt. She is cinched to the gods. <laughs> um and she is looking like she's just hearing something hello like that only she can hear yes which might actually be true um dr walter lankowski phd because you know when your football career collapses you get a phd in radiology yes he has a true to form a beaker with one of those little stirring sticks i'm sure there's an official name for the stirring those glass stirring sticks to use mm -hmm. in I believe it's called a stirring rod. Ooh, a stirring rod. Um, he's doing an experiment and he's looking at the reader like, hey, science. Look at my sideburns. Yes. Um, and then we have Jean-Marie Bobier, a teacher in Laval, Quebec. You know who is from Laval, Quebec? Who? Kevin Owens. Oh. I believe so. Good for him. No, he's from Mary something. Maryville? Mary something. Maryville. Say so we just put a French accent on it, it'll be closer to exactly. Anyway, she's Aurora, so she's a teacher. Um, she's looking very prim. Very. She has glasses. Um, it looks like her hair is tied back. So in what authors would describe as a severe bun. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but then we cut to the X-Men. They are all the way away. All we know is that um Alpha Flay is being assembled to get Wolverine, yes. who we get his first name in this issue. Is this the very first time he gets the first name? I think it might be. Oh. That's I mean, fun. there's probably an ex person out there who can correct us. And if so, please message us. I'll give you credit. And is it chat? <laughs> I don't know. It, we have so many knowledgeable listeners to this podcast that I hope that someone calls us on our bullshit if we just make things up. But we're making something up right now. And it is that Logan first gets his name in this issue. Wow. Um, fun. They're in Japan. Um, they just got done uh fighting in the savage land we get one of your favorite it's sunfire you love sunfire i don't know much about him in this era i like him in the video game and i liked him in the infinity uh story we got with red root oh i haven't read that yet oh steve fox if you're listening i'm getting to it <laughs> i'm slowly working my way through all the x-men unlimiteds by the way we should cover this is your first time ever reading chris claremont issues yeah, you have not touched Claremont ever before. I'm like, read these issues, and you're like, I'm scared. That's not true. We the Madrox first appearance you said was oh, Claremont because you was. got it signed at the Uncanny Experience. That's that right. Everyone should go. But to. this is your first X issue, yes. like him in his prime Reddit writing X Men, and it's fun. I like Sunfire's outfit. He's got some big eyes happening. Yeah, um, there is. Um, some coverage about Sunfire on Chad's episode, and also, I believe, on Cerebrocast that goes deep onto the origins. Because Chad's trial was not that long ago. Right, and um, the outfit is somewhat controversial because it's based off of the Imperial flag of uh -oh. Japan. Right. So um, it's not the greatest representation in terms of inspiration. But I do like his dumb headpiece. 
Yes. Um, that has nothing to do with the flag and everything to do with just angles. Yes. And uh, I didn't know that Banshee was a part of this group. I just yes. associate this with like the people on the cover of Giant Size, mm -hmm. like the Storm, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, yeah. Colossus, that new team. Yes. Oh, and Cyclops. Banshee's here. With gigantic lamb chops. It does not have a voice. He lost them like the issue prior to this. Yeah, they were referencing that. But he's this one his throat but... was cut or something? Or is that a totally different thing? I think so. It's been a year or two since I read this sequentially. Um, but don't worry, to help his throat, he's smoking a pipe lighter. So yes. the healing properties of nicotine. <laughs> so all those heavy metals and tar. Yes. Just seals everything right up. So they're uh, bidding goodbye to Japan. They're like, it's been fun, but it's time for us to get back home. Although, isn't the Savage Land in Antarctica? You should read all these issues. They intended to go home. They kept getting diverted. They're like, time to go back. And then they're like, and we have to go to Japan. That's a that's a rough diversion. Yes. So uh, they're really happy to go. And just like Department H and Alpha Flight is looking for Wolverine, so is Nightcrawler. And he is knocking on a limo window. And it's Mariko. It is. And oh, I didn't know a Sunfire's cousin. And... um. A uh, hand reaches in and gives her a white chrysanthemum. That's like a football mom. It's gigantic. Yes. And I hope she like puts it in a nice little bowl of water so it's floating around for a while and living its best life. No, oh, Because yeah. there's no stem on it. It's true. So um, if you hear anything in the background, it's the buns being agitated that we are talking yeah. and interrupting their nap time by chewing cardboard and moving it. Yeah, they got a new gigantic box in the corner of the basement, and so they need to make new holes into it yes. because it hasn't been destroyed like the other one. So uh, there's this nice moment where he's giving her the chrysanthemum, and he said, this is a gift for you. And she's like, oh, it's very beautiful, Wolverine. And so are you. And he said, Mariko, my name is Logan. Be mm -hmm. seeing you. Romantic interest. Yes. But then we cut to Annie and Jill. Annie and Jill, the pilots of the plane. Um, can you talk about the interior of this plane a little bit? Because you showed me a panel while you were reading it. And you're like, what? I don't uh, get it. It's so what? It's here's like a, It's like a cave. It's like a Star Wars cantina. It's like Lego Star Wars. It, it's like the Millennium Falcon. Like there are just like random hallways. And arches. And like, I didn't know you could have arches and perpendicular hallways on a plane and the way they talk about things so i know the x-men are flying home it's a gigantic jet you can count the windows and they talk about other passengers they have misty knight and colleen wing yes so like who i know because of the luke cage series on netflix oh um so there are other passengers and with the size of this plane i anticipate they're talking about just like regular people as well like it's a domestic flight but no it's got like those 50s 60s like sideways couches there there are no seat belts no there's no like it's wild like this is the late 70s early 80s like safety it's you, fine you could walk right up to the gate and meet your friend and probably just walk on and they'd be like it's cool like you can take this flight like oh we have some seats open just I mean, if you got 120 in cash, I'll just take it right now. Yes. 
and you're fine. No ID needed. Yeah. And Cyclops has been talking to Colleen Wing. They're having a little cuddle sash. Like, they they fell asleep. And I think this is after Dark Phoenix, because in one of the other issues we're reviewing, Nightcrawler references how much he misses Jean. And, like, is Cyclops just moving on very quickly? Yeah. Yes. Yes, as he does before he finds a clone. Yeah. He hasn't found the clone yet. And I'm not sure which one is the blonde, which one is the redhead between Annie and Jill, but also good for them for running this air fairy. It's Annie because Jill is taking over primary piloting responsibilities. Oh, Um, so Annie is back there and she's like, hey, so um, there's some weather. We're diverting a little, just a smidge, just a little bit. Everything is shut down. Alaska is shut down. Hawaii. Is it the largest state? Yes. Is it all shut down? Yes. (laughs) Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, like nothing. We have to skip to the Rockies. And so Storm is like, oh, it's a weather-related delay. I got us. I sense a wrongness about us. Yes. Is what she says. In this like wonderful flowing robe that looks very comfortable. It does. Um, She tries and she's like, ah, the storm's resisting me. There's some outside force. And intelligence. It's, it's controlling it. And basically the storm surrounds this plane and like diverts it to where it eventually needs to land. So, which Alberta. is... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so they're like, you know what? We're going to go visit Jay Cosmic in Calgary. Um, This is the only possible place that this plane can land. Calgary. Here yes. we go. Um, so they're going to Western Canada, but not the extreme West, um, not a coastal city going to the interior. It's like Texas of Canada. It is. And we're going to get to the stampede grounds where they have a rodeo every summer. It's a big deal. Yeah. Even in this time frame, it's a major tourist draw to Calgary. So uh, the plane lands. Oh, also home of another pro wrestler, Chris Jericho. He's from Calgary. From Winnipeg. No. Bret Hart, the entire Hart family is from Calgary. I knew someone was. Yes. I'm glad you know these things. So um they they're skidding to a stop and they're like, there is someone on this runway, we can't run him over. And it's Vindicator, and he's like, Wolverine, come on out. And I'm like, How is he talking this loud? But <laughs> it must be his suit, which is connected That's- to electromagnets and Magnetic fields of the earth. Yes. Um, and involuntarily, Wolverine's claws come out. Cyclops just wants an answer. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and this is where we get the footnote that Vindicator has appeared one time as Weapon Alpha in Uncanny X-Men 109. Also looking for Wolverine, and he lost that time. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Cyclops is like... Hey, Jill, Annie, punch it. We need to get out of here. And um, they're like, the engines are going full throttle. But we're standing still. And this is where people emerge from their rooms? What is this? (laughs) But in various states of dress, right? Like, Nightcrawler has this uniform on. Banshee is in a khaki and chartreuse, I would say. Sweater. Sweater vest combination. Yep. And Colossus, Hunk just ha- is like clutching a robe to himself or is she it's like i think he was sleeping naked good for him and can, uh, can we join him and there's uh, this um 
it, Nightcrawler looks out and he's like, someone's stopping this with their bare hands. And then we get a close-up of some furry hands. And um, the hands thrust the entire plane backwards and, and just toss it towards a hangar. This is one of those, like, I think they're just making up numbers to sound good because that's a lot of pounds of force. Yeah. And later on, Sasquatch does not seem to be that strong. But he does throw this plane into a hangar and it all breaks apart like the entire plane falls apart yeah in a cliffhanger for strange new worlds the scorpius run is like the enterprise falling apart at the seams that's what this plane is doing so uh, um vindicator is like sasquatch come on i told you like just to stop it not to obliterate them and they go through the wreckage and vindicators like oh no i hope no one's hurt like i just wanted to scare them a little not kill them and the storm kicks up at this point and starts covering everything and vindicator is like shaman what are you doing i thought you were in control of this weather and he's like dude not me one of the x-men must have powers over the elements he is turning my weather spell against me and i don't know if i can stop him so they really didn't do their homework on the rest of the x-men team no they're like here's some video footage that's all we need to see there's some video footage of a woman flying we're not going to look into it is there lightning coming from her hands maybe but it must be a guy that's in control of the weather so um the rest of the x team we see them sort of in the middle of the storm and they're like, we cut it close. We want to get to the terminal. It looks very cold and icy, but they make it in. I sort of enjoy the background people or foreground people, as the case mm -hmm. may be. And during all of this, we got a little bit more exposition about who Vindicator is. Jimmy Hudson, who he goes by Jimmy. He goes by Jamie. He goes by James. He goes by Mac. He goes by all the names, so I don't feel that bad about messing up Vindicator versus Guardian. Jimmy J. Mac. <laughs> yeah. um, they're getting into the terminal. This exposition is like, I, uh, Wolverine is like, it's someone that I used to know. Like, a Sonya. Yes. And um, I, I was their guinea pig. I was Weapon X. And Hudson and his wife took me in, like, humanized me. I was a feral beast. But I resigned from Department H. I tendered my resignation. And yeah, funny. I thought I resigned. My mistake. And they work on getting into town. So uh, they split up a little. To... They do in horror movie uh, tactics 101. Never split up. They split up. And Nightcrawler bamps. And. He's like, oh no, who are these shadows coming to me? And we get some nice wavy hair. We get some joined hands and elemental light. Yes. And a sock across the jaw and poor Nightcrawler's out. And some text in French. He's unconscious, sister. One down, five to go. I hope he isn't hurt. Um. Then we get Storm and Banshee doing a little light shopping. They went to the mall. Yeah, like if and you, they're like your plane was just destroyed. Your a blizzard made a touchdown in a city you weren't planning on, and you go shopping. And the first concern is storm will not fit in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, B 
Banshee is there as like smoking his pipe indoors. Y- you remember the days when you would just light up inside of a mall. <laughs> Thank you, Clean Air Act, for making that no longer a thing. Um. So, and then we get Cyclopses with Misty and Colleen. Yes. Um. And Storm comes out, and she's like hey i'm wearing this purple outfit and the saleswomen are like we love it what do you think about it by the way if she's trying to blend in maybe take the tiara out of your hair maybe (laughs) like we see in future issues like she has some stylish wraps um to hide her hair and this is not it this is it's all out there she's got the power clash of lavender mauve and like electric purple those and, boots that scarf and she's like i feel smothered in all these clothes and they're like well it's gonna keep you warm and she's like i'm never cold and they're like what well back to the fitting room so they're wasting a bunch of time playing dress up it's true meanwhile uh vindicator has his own mutant scanner basically yeah he find he, there's a concentration banshee storm um in the boutique and he just crashes through the ceiling and he's like oh i didn't know i was crashing into a boutique really james maybe use the door next time like he legit crashes through the ceiling in the middle of this concourse in a mall and it's winter yeah you you're canadian you should know better than to let snow and rain in in the winter so he finds them in the boutique and Sean tries to do his scream at them and it hurts him and he doubles over to the ground. Guardian Vindicator, whatever. Very concerned. And then surprisingly, Storm, Storm is like, what the fuck are you doing? And busts out. She's wearing a red skirt and a white blouse and her tiara. And she's like, I'm going to make you pay for that. And um, shabooms him out of the store like they are creating so much property damage it really is a shaboom you said that so smoothly i was like what is that onomatopoeia and that's exactly what it is (laughs) and she's like oh you don't even know what power is and banshee waves her off and he's like let him go we've got to warn scott and vindicator is like Oh no, I need to zip away. And on the street level, we get Cyclops and Colossus in street gear seeing that. And they're like, oh no. There goes Ma- Major Maple Leaf. And um, he's Cyclops is like, I think I underestimated our foe. My bad. They must have a version of Cerebro. And instead of dividing to sneak in and be unobserved he has only made us more vulnerable he has only made them more vulnerable than ever so uh, then we get wolverine in his cowboy hat he's looking for a brothel um and he's hoping that uh the social club run by cracklin rosa is still in business because that's where he used to hang out he got he gets to get his as an employer or a guest employee or so Sasquatch is lurking in a corner, yanks him by the head, smashes him against some walls, knocks him out, and throws him over his shoulder to bring him somewhere. Yeah, he whipped Wolverine so hard his hat hovered. Um, 
So then we get Storm meeting up with Cyclops and Colossus. Banshee is like, um, like trying to whisper because his voice is damaged. Oh, that's why his text bubble is all dotted. Yes. Oh. And they're they're basically taking count. And they're like, Wolverine and Nightcrawler are missing. And we Col- didn't start this fight, but we're going to finish it. Colleen and Misty are phoning their lawyer. And that's the end of the issue. Next is Shootout at the Stampede. So a good introduction, I thought. I still have questions about the plane and Jill and Annie. And there's, I guess, you it would be a profitable business. Well, their plane's destroyed, so... Well, but it, superheroes need to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Even teleporters. You're going to need point. such a large insurance policy. Oh, that's true. You, they make it up in fees. So we uh, are now opening issue 121 at the Calgary Stampede Grounds. And there is a battle happening on the cover. And there is a, a, a battle happening at the entrance as Colossus and Cyclops and Storm are doing their best to get inside, and they do. It it wasn't that hard. A Katham from Colossus and a Zark from Cyclops. I don't think I've seen Zark as an onomatopoeia in what we've read. Mm-hmm. Especially not for his eye lasers. Right? So they get in. They know um, by tracing Vindicator's force field energy signature, the Storm can do that. Mm. Uh, they get their uniforms no longer caring about being incognito. No. And they go here and they see Wolverine and Nightcrawler in the middle of an ice rink. And everyone's just still just very confused. Yes. We get a nice little recap of how they got from point A to point B. And yeah. They run on over and they're like, we can do this. And then all of a sudden Alpha Flight is there to ambush them. I don't know how they were hiding and ambush them in the middle of an ice rink. But they did. Yeah. And Cyclops knew it was a trap. And he's like, well, it's going to happen. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, Banshee is with Misty and Colleen. And they're like, come on, let's let's catch up with the gang. And Sean bounces off of this force field that Shaman had set over the stampede grounds. Yes. Yeah, so, so innocent bystanders couldn't wander in. The physical gates have been destroyed, but yeah. now there's a mystical gate that is not letting anyone in. And we get a team reveal. There's exclamation points after everyone's names. And I mean, they do look good. Yes. And theoretically, Vindicator's like, we have no quarrel with you, X-Men. We just want to kidnap that one dude who doesn't mm-hmm. want to go with us. Yes. And really, they should know better. And Colossus starts it out. He starts facing off against Sasquatch. He does a nice zoom, like that. He's strong enough to stomp the ground and create a... little localized wave. earthquake, really. Yeah. Everyone falls down, and then we find out that Wolverine and Nightcrawler were just playing possum. Yeah. They're faking it. Which, good on them. So they get to join in the fight right away, too. Yeah, Logan rips his flannel off. And his uniform is underneath. Yep, and Nightcrawler bamps away from behind. And, yeah. Somehow Storm is surprised that Logan is so rash. 
and Snowbird pairs off to take down Storm. Shaman summons some totems. And yeah, he's having some second thoughts, which yeah, as well he should. Yes. His grandfather never proved, um, or he trained him to be a healer, a man of peace. I wonder what he would say if he saw I was using the skills that he taught me like this. So they try to do get organized. Uh, the speed of North Star and Aurora proves fairly effective. Mm -hmm. And Nightcrawler is like, oh, hey, Aurora. And tries to grab her and she's just like, bye. And shoots <laughs> off into space. So they have a nice little chase. Snowbird turns into a nice snowy owl. A giant Arctic owl. I'm My bad. Um, and Storm is like, she's a shape changer. And the totem is an Arctic giant Arctic owl, as big as Snowbird wants it to be. Oh, um, the totems seem to be life size and they're going after Wolverine. Yes, they've grown. Cyclops took out one of them, and there's a shock as Wolverine carves into another one. And yeah, Shaman's like, We have teamwork, Wolverine. You, you don't have it as he. Blows him back on a blizzardy yeah. end. Um, we cut to the city of Calgary and a restaurant on top of a tower. Because Shaman's blizzard is getting out of control. The fun fact, this blonde man eating here, it's John Byrne drawing himself into the book. Oh, that's fun. There was also a fun um, background person reading a newspaper and mm. on the the headline was terry ink this <laughs> so uh, the the storm is getting out of control so it's breaking these windows in like it's a bad scene yeah shaman and the others don't know how bad it is since it's centered around them it's sort of like the eye of the hurricane yeah a blizzard um colossus and sasquatch continue their fight yeah colossus isn't necessarily winning no, Shaman's riding air currents to stay away from his adversaries. And Vindicator goes after Wolverine. And then uh, once Cyclops' head clears, he's like, Colossus, you don't want to fight with your fists alone. You've got to use your, you've got a brain man. Use it. And Colossus is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that. I, do. <laughs> I can totally do this. And as a judo throw. Um. We get another panel of the city where people are like, this storm's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Aurora and North Star, Aurora and Nightcrawler. Yeah. Sunday scaries. Um, he bamps and like goes upside down and gives like the Spider-Man kiss to her from the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> she did not consent. No, she did not. And then she zooms away. But somehow it's okay because she was just thinking to herself, me at heart, I'm a lover. <laughs> like, people. What? You, we know you had consent in the 80s. <laughs> we will dig into her character much more in the main series. Yes. Um, <laughs> she says, you elf? And zooms away and Nightcrawler's just like, tally-ho! Um, Vindicator is going hard at Wolverine. And... He's like, Heather and I gave you a home, a chance to be human instead of the feral wild child you've been. If you're anything today, it's because of me. As if that should somehow coerce Wolverine, like, out of his freedom and choice. Yeah. So, um, then the storm gets really bad where they are, too. And snow falling to ice and falling like knives or rifle bullets. 
And even inside, they are becoming blinded by it. And Sean doesn't know what's happening. No. Storm is up in the air with Snowbird, and she's like, I can't really beat her powers, but I definitely can do one thing. Catch her with my cape. It's made of unstable molecules, so it will grow to the size it needs to be. I didn't know that was a thing. They must be very friendly with Reed Richards. Unstable molecules can do anything the story wants them to. So (laughs) That's how everyone gets to use them. Yes, so she's like, oh, I captured her. I'm going to toss her on the ground, and this... The storm is out of control. I'm flying up to take care of it. Yes. Um, she works her magic like it. She goes way up above it and takes it and disperses it over all of North America. Yeah. Like then there are flurries everywhere in North America. Omega level mutant right there. She comes back down to the ground. <laughs> I never want to try that again. She's like, that was the roughest thing I have ever done. And <laughs> North- no, I started just. Punches the back of her fucking head, and um, Scott's like Aurora, and he zaps North Star with um a beam. Aurora's like Jean Paul, and Cyclops is about to clean North Star's clock. Yes, but Wolverine oddly is the voice of restraint, and he's like, no, 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 no. Maybe there's been some sort of misunderstanding here, and. Um, it it's my fight, Cyclops. Like it's my issue. It, this blew up. Me. This blew up because of me. Yeah, and um, renders into it. Yes, and he's he's like, you know what? I'm I'm giving myself up to Department H and the Canadian government. I was so confused. Um, mostly because of the modern comics. They're I feel like in a few pages of this, there was more Logan text than anything. And in like 50 issues of comics. Yes. And he's, I don't know. There's more to him. It feels like there's more to him. He's more rational. He's more human. More three-dimensional. Yes. I was just going to say the dimensionality. Not just like life is pain. Yes. I'm the best at what I do, bub. Life is more pain. Bub, bub, bub. (laughs) Because that's what the Wolverine comics sort of feel like. Um, and so... Um, so then the barrier is gone. And at, right at the moment where Sean is trying to push against it again, and he falls in. Because we need some comic relief. And then we get um, this military truck pulling up. And they're like, get in, bub. Um, this truck can hold you. We know it can. Weapon X. Absolutely. And it pulls away. And the X-Men are like, free to go and they get in um the newly rebuilt plane yeah and escorted to the border like the canadian military is like we are getting you the fuck out of canada (laughs) don't come back yes um and cyclops goes to the cockpit and is like as soon as we get to the rockies pull a u-turn we're going back and we're getting wolverine i i know it's going to be a problem but we can't leave him there and he's there in the passenger seat I'm riding home in style and John with a pretty girl. And um, so uh, the the cage has not been built. Or that can the cage me. ain't been built that can hold me. And he's like, um, we're going to worry about it later because the X-Men are going home, baby. Wild. And that's it. That's the end of the issue. 
the what? first the first appearance of alpha flight yeah they were doing so well and then they got sort of they they got their asses handed to them because the storm got out of control basically yeah so yeah it was fun i like them so then we jump ahead um 18 issues to uncanny x-men 139 and it, we're not going to cover all of the, either of these next two issues because they're split between what the team is doing so it's the like, x-men are doing different things it's like we're doing going halvesies on them yes so we are picking up on page 11 as it is listed in marvel unlimited um in issue or page 12 of issue 139 and no i i was right the first time page 11 we are going to a, a modest little neighborhood in ottawa um and it's a little duplex and this is where we're introduced to heather hudson is that her first appearance it might be oh that's fine i'd have to dig into it um she's got her groceries she's like and she's been doing overtime yeah i just want to rest what is mac going to think when he gets back she works for an oil company we're not gonna hold it against her we're gonna hold it against her boss for making her work extra hours yeah um and she's like all i've been doing is coming here eating sleeping going back to work and she's like that's weird the doors open like Maybe I was just so tired that I didn't close the door, but also that's not because she didn't oversleep. Yeah. Um, so she's like, wait a minute. Uh someone burped in the kitchen and she grabs a broom <laughs> as if she is going to try to get a bun from under the bed. And I didn't I think I missed that text bubble where she's like, That sound is a burp. <laughs> um that's wild. And it's Nightcrawler and Wolverine in there. He's drinking a Labat Blue beer that seems very canadian and uh, nightcrawler's having a soda that makes sense and she's like who what and he, wolverine's like hi you sexy how you been and she's like logan it's so good to see you it's been so long and she like runs to him and he lifts her up like he's patrick swayze in dirty dancing yes and and wolverine's like anyone ever tell you you're beautiful when you're angry and she's like you did often which we need to we need to have a little discussion <laughs> like um the modern thruple of him gene and scott not, not his first thruple no i would absolutely not there is so much subtext here like uh, i'm sure unintentional but there's subtext we can put a modern lens on how we are interpreting this and it is subtext all over the place yeah and uh, um, has a thing for the team leads he does um do you have a square cut job because wolverine is into it <laughs> and um do you have glasses the size of portholes <laughs> wolverine she called you logan yup is that your name yup you never told us you never asked so um nightcrawler is the gentleman as always does a little bow i love how theatrical nightcrawler is in all this yeah seemed, like i loved him in way of x and legion of x and all that but it's fun to see like a more playful side of him and a he's, more youthful side of him. Yeah. Um, and he's like, 
Uh, Enchanté, madame, with friends like you, I can't imagine where Wolverine developed his delightful personality. <laughs> Wolverine's like, can it fuzzy or else? <laughs> um, and she's like, you're not here to fight Mac, are you? And he's like, no, I came to make peace, Heather, if I can. Because the previous two times, Mac has brought the fight to him. Yes. And she says, good, we three have been apart far too long. Hashtag subtext. Mm -hmm. He's in the North Country, Hudson Bay. There's some serious trouble up there. Something so dangerous that the minister called him Department Agent Alpha Flight. And then we cut to seeing Max zipping around. He has a fun flight signature. The yellow force field? Yes. Yellow, orange streak in the sky. He's the red dot. I mean, the that red and orange is makes stands out very well. You can tell like it's a beautiful sunset. For those who haven't been to the Northwoods, like... It's just so picturesque. So, so highly recommend. Yes. We um, go up there at some point too. And we should. And record live from the Northwoods. <laughs> <laughs> Rent a cabin somewhere. Bring the buttons. Find a... Uh... Will, they, will the people who rent to us know that the buttons are coming? Probably not. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so uh, this is where we find out that the team is split. So... We uh, see uh, Vindicator landing, and Shaman and Snowbird are there. Human form Snowbird, which is wild, because... Yeah, you were really thrown off. I was reading the main series first. Right. So, like, Snowbird is very rarely in her human form in that. So, um, Northstar, Aurora, and Sasquatch... Um, they're in the States on a covert operation to kidnap some robot. The uh, footnote is, for that story, gentle readers, check out Machine Man number 19 on sale now. First of all, it's number 18. Second of all, I did check it out last night and like sort of did a cursory glance. You don't need to read it. No. Um, I have no idea what's happening in that series. Um, I I know at some point in the season we're going to have a guest for the rule of three, who picked Machine Man. Great, because uh, I had no idea that that was a thing. And I have, and it's on Marvel Unlimited. So, like, it's not one of those properties like G.I. Joe where they can't put it on Unlimited because they don't have the license. Oh. Or Conan, where they had the license in recent years and busted out omnibuses, but they couldn't put it on Marvel Unlimited. They own Machine Man. Um, it, Those three are just off on hijinks. That's all you need to know. Okay. So, um... This is a base of operations, and they're looking for something. They're, they don't get too far into it, which is great, because otherwise they have to do the whole thing again once. There's a creature. There's a creature they're trying to find that the Prime Minister knows is out there. Shaman yes. is like, my magic's not working. Vindicator did his little zippy thing. Still can't spot it. Nope. And if the mystical alarms go off, everyone transforms, and by Mac transforming, I mean, he puts his helmet on. Which, by the way, it's a helmet. So if my suit does not work out... You can in, make a helmet? I'm going to have to make a helmet. Oh, good thing we know we have connections to 3D printer person. Yeah. Through uncanny means. Yes. Um, so we get Snowbird transforming into a giant polar bear running outside. And we just get more sun jaunty entrances by wolverine and nightcrawler yes um and uh, shaman's like where are the x-men doing here <laughs> fun fact i 
on Marvel Limited, you can look at a page at a time or you can look at a panel at a time when I was doing panels. And there's some machismo happening between Wolverine and Mac because, of course, there is. And Nightcrawler... The sexual tension. You can cut it with three claws. <laughs> you can cut it with a butter knife. Yes. And Wolverine or Nightcrawler is trying to be the voice of reason and calm down Wolverine and then sees the big polar bear that Snowbird has turned into. <laughs> and like his, his hair stands straight up and his pupils get real small and his eyes real wide. It's like, what just happened to Nightcrawler? <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> and he goes, yucks. And climbs on top of Wolverine. And uh, Snowbird is like, I'm sorry. I really am. I, she's very Canadian because she's apologizing. <laughs> and um, uh, Nightcrawler's facial expressions are just so good. Yes, the art is really good. Wolverine's like, can you get off me before these bozos laugh themselves to death? And Nightcrawler's like, only if it's safe. And his eyes. Um, so, and... But then he's intrigued. Yeah, he's like, how'd she do that? And um I mean, good for Silver Sable for calling giving him the himbo title. Yes. Um and Wolverine's like, what's going on up here? What what's your mission? And um Vindicator's like, big trouble. Um filling yeah. our guests on the gory detail shaman. So there's a family that goes camping with a newborn infant, as you do. And a, a very, very confused. And an older child. Well, yes. Um, um, and we see this from his perspective. So he's fallen asleep. His Fantastic Four comic is on the ground. It is a Fantastic Four comic. That was a nice little. And we addition. see shadows on the tent from that the campfire is casting. And this big creature is attacking his parents. And all of a sudden, a big white claw reaches through the fabric of the tent with a rip. And the kid runs like he dashes away they and is not him, pursued. They find him two days later wandering along the shore, half dead from exposure. And the kid is in basically almost in a coma, catatonic shock. Yes. And um, Vindicator shows this big cast of a footprint, which really brings to mind Harry and the Hendersons. Um I don't know that reference, but I feel like I will do with their baby's feet. It is what what. One of the formative movies from my childhood. I can show it to you. I'm also scared of Bigfoot because of it. Like, it was a love-hate relationship with that movie. Like, I loved watching it, but it was so scary. Like, it is Because you don't even like those cutouts of Bigfoot that people have. No, I don't. Um, I But, oddly enough, I do like Sasquatch in Alpha Flight. No. Um, so, <laughs> Vindicator is like, look at the size of this foot. Um, and Wolverine's like, uh, this is real bad. I know what this is. It's the Wendigo. The um, Wendigo? And you have to pronounce it like the, the arcade game. Like, Wendigo! What arcade game? The X-Men one that I have in the library. Oh. Yeah. Wendigo is what he says when he, like, appears on the screen as the boss you battle. Oh, that's fun. Um, And then we get a little background on like Wolverine's prior battle with which was Wolverine's first appearance ever. Um, oh, that's why in all those like in video game quizzes, they're like, when was his first appearance? It's a Hulk. Bleep, bleep. Is yeah. that the sound of you getting the experience points? Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'll go home and take an edible and play that because I do have the wireless controllers for 
the original Xbox. Oh yeah. Which are and that that one that game is harder to do with the two of us because it jumps in between one person and multiplayer. First person, yeah. Um X-Men Legends. What a fun game. I and know. I'm glad I invested in those wireless controllers, which they didn't make by the time the pandemic rolled around. But I had to find them like secondhand. Oh. Yeah. And someone who was it that did fun art for like what potentially could yeah. Legends 3 look like? And they did a Cyclops, a Dazzler, and something else. I think they're doing there's someone else, I don't know if it's the same person or not, doing that style art like video game art with cosplayers right now which is really fun um but anyway we get the rundown when to go is bad news um they everyone was fighting everyone because well that's and then it got really confusing because then people switched bodies around um so like the original wendigo was cured he was turned into the wendigo why the wendigo is a wendigo is cannibalism it's cannibalism Above the Canadian border. <laughs> yes. It was basically a donor party situation. And he, people were starving. One of them died. And he ate. And Mr. Cartier just took a little nibble. And then the wife worked with this other dude to try and cure him. But really all it did was transfer the curse off of Cartier onto some other dude. Baptiste. Baptiste who cast the spell. And like... This oh I'm sorry it was the sister not the wife. Um, so they went insane. There's of course you do because so it's, it's black magic. So uh, Baptiste is now the Wendigo. He's munching on people. Yes, and that's the dad for a few days, and, and that's how Wolverine knows that the wife and the infant are still alive because he likes <laughs> his meat fresh. fresh. Yes, so um, we. Then see like Wolverine and Nightcrawler, they're they're signing up, they're gonna help. Yeah. And Nightcrawler goes off um to get the supplies, and Snowboard is like, Oh, how does he do that? He vanished, which is a nice turnaround. Like, I do appreciate the balance that's given with some of their things. Like mm-hmm. Nightcrawler was so freaked out by Snowbird, and now Snowbird is sort of startled and intrigued by Nightcrawler's yeah. powers. Um so he's like, he being Wolverine is like, I think I can probably track them by scent. And Nightcrawler is out at the truck getting their supplies. And he's like, oh, this sunset at midnight reminds me of Jean's beauty. I wish she hadn't died. Um, But then we see like infrared panels yeah. zooming in on Nightcrawler getting sleeping bags and stuff out. And it's the same colors as the sunset. And he's like, Oh. Nightcrawler looks up and he's like, oh no. And then Wendigo. And his pupils are real small again. And Nightcrawler is like, help. And that's where the issue ends. Yes, the first halvesy of the story. We pick it up in X Men 140, which, by the way, that first page of Colossus pulling that stump out of the ground. I didn't notice that the first time through and I didn't know I needed that in my life. Yeah. Yes, please. Maybe you should commission an artist to sketch Colossus like this in like a torn tank top. I mean, I may have commissioned a Colossus in another pose, but yes. So we skip ahead to page six. So the first five pages are back in New York. Yeah, but, but Katie we cut... her dance teacher. Yeah, Stevie. 
Stevie's so great. Um, you need to read more of this era to get the full Stevie effect. Uh, She's just fun. And the Storm is rocking the full, like, Diane Carroll from Dynasty look. Mm-hmm. Mother. If I'm even using that lingo correctly. I don't know. Where is she serving? Um, we need Homo Superior to help us <laughs> correctly execute this lingo. Um, is is wig done? Are we done with wig? Wig is done. Ugh. <laughs> wig was so five years ago. It was when I started kickball. I know. Um, Wendigo is going after Nightcrawler and um, Nightcrawler is like, it's really dangerous. I don't know where I am. So transporting or teleporting is dangerous. Yeah. Like I put myself at risk. So he does some acrobatic stuff and Wendigo is keeping up with him. Like, yeah, he doesn't need to dodge a tree. He can just yank a tree to pieces. And Wendigo is just all Wendigo about it and grabs him. And finally, it occurs like, I need to take the chance. I need to teleport. He's breaking my ribs. Yes. So he teleports away down to the ground. He does some acrobatics and he's like, I think I'm far enough away. But he's not. And in a big woof. Uh, he gets socked and through the bushes ends up at the door of the cabin. Yeah, because inside we have Vindicator, Wolverine, Shaman, and Snowbird figuring out their uh, logistics, their uh, course of action, the plan of attack. And all of a sudden there's a whoomp and Wolverine looks out and he's like, oh no, Kurt is crumpled out here. And Wendigo is all Wendigo picking up the Jeep <laughs> to throw it at the cabin and the, including and like points for detail on the contents of the car. Um, you can tell that there are fuel canisters in there too. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, Vindicator, all he does is serve cake. I, <laughs> I definitely had I didn't I had that thought, but not for these pages. So like it is consistent throughout this. Yes, the cake that he is serving. Yes. Um, but he melts the jeep. Yeah. There's this blow. Uh, in a non-dangerous way, like nothing ignites, which is great. Um, but Wendigo is all Wendigo and uppers a tree. And with a with a scram, just wax Vindicator. Yeah. Which you think he would see coming. So Snowbird is now the the, the Arctic owl. Owl, owl again. She's going to check on him and Wolverine's like, he's fine he has force fields he probably barely felt that shaman there is now a fire yes so uh, shaman deals with that yep and we get like little pieces of the final solution in here of shaman's plan he's going to do a spell but they need to somehow deal with wendigo and get him more subdued yes um so uh, Snowbird comes back and because Wendigo is gone, like, and unlike the previous Wendigo, where you could track his path of destruction, basically through the forest, this one isn't leaving that. So uh, Snowbird comes back and she's like, I can't see him from the air either. So yeah. then we get a flashback. <laughs> we get, well, we also get Wolverine saying we're going to have to do this a hard way on foot, one step at a time. And she's like, Wolverine, I do not like you very much. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. It's like me when I see another action figure of him come out. Oh. Wolverine, I do not like you, you very much. You have so many of him. And all these two packs, like Lalandra. People are all about the Betsy. Yeah. And they all come with their own Wolverine. I know. 
And one of them is like a straight up just re-release of one that did not sell well four oh. years ago. Yeah. And uh, there's another uh, one that comes with a saber tooth, which I'm probably not getting that one. Um, because it comes with like him in a cowboy hat, and I already have a Wolverine in a cowboy hat. You can recreate Sasquatch grabbing him off the street in Calgary. Yeah. Just put like a little wire to hang yeah. the hat from. And then there's the last one with him and Hulk in tuxedos. Which I don't Is know. that his patches phase? If, patch, not patches. Patches. Patches, the Wolverine. <laughs> anyway, we get a cutaway to seeing the thruple um living together it's the end of the thruple it is and wolverine is storming out you don't understand mac you never understood they nursed him back to health accepted him loved him and he loved them in return ma'am there is some as you do sip some tea and by tea i mean water from a mason jar and Heather with her bob is like Logan. You can tell it's the earlier 70s because she has like the choker on. Um, she has some high boots on. Oh, the those the boots and the mini look good though. Demanda. <laughs> if you need a casual look, a casual I'm, Heather Hudson. Oh, this is uh, like closet drag to the extreme. Oh, like Demanda could pull this look together from her closet right now. We have faith in those abilities. Yeah, just we know she has a choker. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The malice choker. Yep. So, um, Heather Hudson possessed by malice. Uh, so, from that reverie, <laughs> we go back to the current day where Snowbird and Wolverine have found Wendigo. And he is, he is just crunching on some dry bones. Like, nom, 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 nom. Is, are there any leftovers? Like, and he, it, it's like my mom when I was growing up and we would go out for chicken wings and I wouldn't eat everything to the bone. And she's like, I'll clean those up. No wasted food. A very mom move to do. <laughs> and um, that's Wendigo right now. He's like at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm -hmm. And he's like, are you done with those? <laughs> My mom would do that with pork chops in the bone. No. Um, now I just want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. I'm really hungry for wings. There's a Texas Roadhouse, I feel like, in your corner of the metro. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings in Blaine. There used to be one next to Target. I don't know if it's still there or not. We need to find one. There's one by work. It was giving sports bar vibes, which is not. It is sports bar, but I really like their sauces. Okay. Um, so even if we like go there to get some sauces and oh. then go to the grocery store and get chicken nuggets to toss them in, because that's what boneless wings are, people. Um, they are just straight up chicken what? strips or chicken nuggets. <laughs> like heard it here first. People. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe we can do that next weekend. That sounds like a good movie food. That sounds better than the gigantic bag of wings you can get from Costco. I don't... It's cleaner. You don't have a big pile of bones to um, deal with at the end. Yeah. As much as I would want to bring them to work to be composted, and yeah. you don't compost bone at home. No. They Industrial just... composters can do it, though. So anyway, Wendigo is learning of the learning the hard way that you can't compost bones and um snowbird is uh her owl self again she's like why do i have to be the one to get the others and he's like because although you can fly to uh, quote stevie nicks she might just be a white winged dove here yeah that's singing true. ooh 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 to the others to tell them where they are and wolverine is like uh-oh he's not doing the ooh ooh he's doing the uh -oh. yep and 
um like Christ's tomb on the third day the wow they roll that stone back and there is uh, um the spouse in, and the infant. instead of in being of the tomb being empty it's two people who are actually alive and um Wolverine has to go in on his own because Wendigo has like grabbed the mother and is about to chew on her thigh. Yeah. <laughs> like um, poor woman. Um, 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 um. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, no om noms. It looks like I gotta go in. And he battle said scene. Battle scene. Wolverine's the name. Mayhem's the game. It's a big battle. You know who else's game is mayhem? The nephew. It is. Um so uh he's like you need to get away. I don't know how long Shaggy will stay in Slumberland. And she's like, I can walk. And they're trying to get away. Wendigo catches up. And he's like, Wendigo with Wolverine's body. I mean, to be fair, Wolverine went full berserker rage and was pooped by the end of it. Um, And she's like, oh. And then Wolverine is being just tossed by the leg against the ground, against a tree. And Nightcrawler shows up and cracks Wendigo across the back of the head with a big branch. Good for him. Um, he needs some payback. And um, Nightcrawler's like, nice try, but we're here to beat your ass. Uh, but no Cupie doll? Cupie. Cupie? What is that? Uh, a Cupie doll is just a, a doll you can toss around. Like a rag doll sort of thing. Oh. A Cupie doll. Okay. Um, and so Nightcrawler plays Distraction. Uh, Vindicator picks him up with a big zark. He zaps Wendigo in the face. And Snowbird, like, points to Snowbird, I feel. She didn't want to just be, like, the messenger in between. Yeah. She wanted more action. Now she's going to do it. She's transforming into a literal Wolverine. A white Wolverine that just goes bananas all over. And... It's terrifying. Yeah. Like everyone is shocked and appalled. You can yeah. tell by their faces. Wolverine is even like, Annie, what have you done? <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm she's a she's raw. Like she... there might be blood dripping from her face. There is. Um, it's all in shadow though, because you can't show that on panel. But it's a red background. It's her head is in shadow, her shoulders and body are not. And her eyes are glowing yellow above her white teeth in the shadow. Yep. It's very, it's a good image. And Wolverine is like, just like Scott had to reach Jean. Um, I'm going to reach you. With words and emotions. You know who would do it better than Wolverine, though? Hercules. Mm. Anyone would do it better with emotion. Um but he's successful. And she comes out like she leaps and transforms back into her goddess form. And her text is super wavy. She she needs a moment. She yes. needs, needs a timeout to collect herself. Shaman uses some magic and transforms um the dude back when to go back into a person. Wearing a turtleneck and a jacket. Where does clothes come from? <laughs> I don't. No. Maybe he magicked clothes onto him at the same time that he was transforming him. Because he's really wiped out by it. So I feel like most times when there's a transformation, the person's clothes are not transformed along with them. Mm. But yeah, even after being ravaged by Snowbird, not a tear on those clothes. So he's under arrest 
and because he willingly became the Wendigo. Yes, so he's going to stand trial for becoming the Wendigo. But it's fine. He's probably just going to get off for being insane. Yes. Um. And yeah, uh, things are winding down, and there's an ethical moment between Nightcrawler and Wolverine. It's like a nice juxtaposition between the two of them. Yes, where Wolverine is like. I've killed, but it's always been in self-defense. I don't ever kill someone if they haven't attacked me first, usually with a gun. Yes. And Nightcrawler is like, I understand, Logan, what you say is reasonable, logical, justifiable, but does that make it right? And Wolverine does not reply, and for a long while, there is silence between the two men. Mm. Which is wild. Like, yeah. they are portrayed as such good friends. And but also who else could ask a question like that to make you think than a real close friend. Yeah. We cut to Ottawa and the parliament building where Vindicator has been called to meet with the prime minister. The prime minister is like, good work with Wendigo out there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, budget cuts being what they are, like Department H, Got Alpha Flight, you're no longer funded. You can keep your security clearances. But right now... We're not, you're not a government team anymore. It's Sorry. All the inflation that got Ray Carter out of office. Yes. It wasn't constrained just to the United States. Yeah. Um, and then we get a page of Blob escaping prison. Which does not pertain to this story. No. Um, but Vindicator just leaves before that page happens. Um, and he's like, all right, well, bye. And it the text says, an ending of sorts, yet also a beginning of a new, possibly brighter chapter in the life of Alpha Flight. So that is setting up um, basically this in-between period. So uh, there's a gap of time between now and when Alpha Flight starts, and we're going to review one of those issues where they appear. We are not going to review the issues of Incredible Hulk that happen in between this and the beginning of Alpha Flight proper um, because it I did a cursory glance and it there's a lot of different teams in it like the Fantastic Four they basically just tossed a bunch of people within those issues because of something else going on oh so Alpha Flight would have been just lost in the mix nothing special about them they're just there yes okay um, so we're going to look at Marvel 2-in-1 Issue 84, which is also incredibly on Marvel Unlimited. I also have the physical issue, which I subjected you to. It's um, true. And it's interesting to see just the amount of story that we've gone through. So in the first two issues we reviewed for this episode, it was 18 pages of story. By the time we get to Marvel 2-in-1 um, and this story, it is 24 pages of story. Or 23, you have the cover in there. but oh. um, So uh, a quick rundown. Marvel 2-in-1. It is the thing teaming up with someone else every issue. Because and, people love the thing? Yes. Big sigh. Um, I'm still trying to discover why. Um, and we'll cover some of the reasons why I think he is sort of a shit in this issue. Um, it ran for 100 issues, not counting annuals. I think there were like five or six annuals as well. Which is wild. Is I have always the thing. It is always the thing. I have most of this run I'm missing, like 
three issues maybe out of it four issues plus some of the annuals it's so weird it's very weird so let's talk about this cover um we have alpha flight battling a man in a loincloth in a headband that looks like shaman but is not it is not it says the rage of the ravager and um we have some hair coloring issues with north star and aurora and i feel like we need to say something about so and so shaman and the first nations people and how they're portrayed by someone who is not from that background um yes that (laughs) it is something that obviously we are more aware of in society now and can uh we can go and get artists who artists and writers and everyone who come from first nations people and really elevate them and be able to tell stories that are accurate. And yeah, that by like, we, I mean Marvel and the comics industry, um, because we are allowing those voices to come through now. And that was not the case in the early 80s, where you had people from majority backgrounds um, being Caucasian telling these stories. And it's, there was a whole thing, like even on a Mary Travers record, there's like song that would seem inappropriate now. Mary from Peter, Paul and Mary. Yes. Is who that is. Yeah. Um, and someone else had like a, oh, it's like, it's very cringy now. It's... Even in the 90s with Star Trek Voyager, the consultant that they got for Chakotay's character. Like the cultural advisor. Not. Who lied. Culturally appropriate. Who lied. It and totally it's... made shit up. Yeah. About what. Um, indigenous cultures because of the that racist exoticism and it was going on and if you're thinking about it um so the writer of this issue is tom defalco who's american um and previously we had john byrne and chris claremont chris claremont born in england and john byrne canadian so um but all white men and really bringing their own perspectives and trying to do their best to tell these stories, but they come off in a way that is very generalized, very exoticized at times. And um, the way that we are going to approach Shaman, I think is talking about his power set being magical and mystical. And in that corner of the Marvel universe and at the same time, touching on things where maybe it wasn't portrayed the best. And um it, it'll come up and i think it gets better over time in some ways um i would love to see this character overall revisited in the current age by an indigenous writer yeah i think it would be so cool to see something that was mishandled in retrospect um course corrected in a way that is honoring the original intent. I think that they had good intentions of including a hero that came from an indigenous and first nations background, um, but really applied some broad strokes of like, Oh, magic. And it's powders from a pouch. Um, Rather than appropriating. Yeah. And I think it's a fun way in which we can talk about shaman and his own ways of it we mentioned it last issue where 
he's talking about, I learned things from my grandfather. And I think both of us learned a lot from our grandparents. And both of us had close relationships with our grandparents. And we learned things from them that we have carried forward. I can see myself reflected in this character based off of his relationship with his grandfather. You don't even have to mix in the... Like, it's cool that he that's yes. a heroic trait and, like, the heroic yes. aspect of him it, comes it, from that familiar. It doesn't have to be rooted in, like, maybe some things that are not great and how they that were written. Exoticism. Yes. Um, like, uh, Nyla Rose, pro wrestler, third, I guess that's our third pro wrestling reference today. Yeah. Um, did a story with the Proud Star Brothers. Yes. Um, and we're seeing some um, great work right now in marvel unlimited i'm catching up on it i promise everyone yeah. um so we're seeing good work even if it's not by native writers because the marvel unlimited arc i don't believe is being written um by anyone who is native i could but be it, wrong but it grows on this story that nyla rose worked Correct. on and yes that's awesome yes so um that's our disclaimer. We will talk about things and be like, this isn't great when we come across them. That will happen in this issue, actually. Yeah. Um, some of the things. Um, but we are also going to hopefully be able to review it in a way that is enjoyable, yeah. too. Um, and not get bogged down in the wrongness of it. Because I think when we're talking about these stories, we have to come from it as it's wrong. But let's talk about what, what it's contributing. Like, is there a healthy way in which it is telling a story? Yes. So. Here we are. Cry for Beloved Canada. The Thing and Alpha Flight. Um, written by Tom DeFalco, who would go on to be Marvel's editor-in-chief in about a decade. Yeah. And again, we have a couple out camping. Camping big in Canada. Yeah. And based on what we've been reading, I don't know if I have to go camping in Canada. Um, they're getting set up and they see this thing streaking through the sky and we get introduced. He is Raynark. Raynark, right off the bat on page two, we get his story. Yeah, he has some power cuffs on. Because, of course. A loincloth, um, a very beefy chest. I can't tell what's happening with his chest. There's the little crescents and I don't know if that's like what that's supposed to do if it's supposed to just be pecs or if it's supposed to be body so, art I yes don't know. i don't know but he flies down and he looks very large he is very tall like like four times yes. the size of the dude and he's like what's going on and they these people are like he can't be real this can't be happening like we're both imagining this right and he we find out he was sleeping for centuries. He was trapped in an urn, like you do. And he uh, it destroys their campsite because he's like, what's this radio? Oh, um, I don't like it. Well, it's it, very he doesn't like Elvis Costello because that's what's playing. <laughs> and Rude. Um, he's like, no. Um, and this canoe can't be made of metal. It's shattering like it's not made out of metal. And he stomps on their... Their tent. And they're like, hey, we paid a lot of money for this. Like, we, we work hard. We just want to enjoy our vacation. And she, at, at he, first, it's Patricia Matthews is her name. And she's like, hey. And he slaps her. He just cracks her. And her husband, um, 
who is James. There's a lot of Jameses. Um, James a Matt. Name in Canada. <laughs> it's a common name. I mean, around at that time. Um, James grabs an axe and he's like, "That tears it, buddy." No one manhandles my wife. Yeah, and um, he gets zapped by pain rays. Yeah, from Raynark's eyes, screaming for hours. Yeah, so um, he's just he's screaming there for four hours. That's where they find the couple. They being like the police, the probably the Royal Canadian, the Monies. Yeah, found them hours later. And then we go to the Hudson's home. Yeah. And the thing is very rude. He's but, like, why are we in this tiny apartment? I don't fit. Yeah. Like, um, if you're a bunch of hot shots, how come you got to operate a Hudson's apartment like some two-bit sideshow? And um, Sasquatch in his human form is like, we got our funding cut. Like, we are doing the best we can right now, okay? We're not bougie like you all in your Baxter building. And it's weird. Like the thing is sipping tea, being like, this champagne is burned. This caviar is salty. So then um, Sasquatch Dr. Walter Lankowski is like, Shaman and I, we were camping. It's always a bad idea. <laughs> like they're like, we were camping and then we saw some shit. Um, and it was the thing. And I transformed him to Sasquatch and I started battling him. And maybe I shouldn't have. But then Raynark was there. Um, because shaman was drawn in and sort of like hypnotized like he was tricked into opening the urn and unleashing this genie on the world it's a thing that i think feel like we've seen before where the thing that's trapped can still like lure like yes. we've seen this in buffy i'm sure that's exactly what i was thinking actually okay that and those fishes with the little light that dangles in front of mm. their face and then another fish will be attracted to the light and then the angle fish just eats it so uh, then Raynark is like, ha ha, I moose. And he busts loose and breaks up the fight between Sasquatch and Thing. And now we're caught up. Now we know why they came down to the Hudsons to be like, shit's going down. Because there is a pointless fight. If they had just talked it out, it would have been fine. Because Thing was up there to get Dr. Lankowski's help for um, his friend Giant Man who was exposed to radiation poisoning and is swiftly dying. Ew. So that's the arc in Marvel 2 and 1 that has brought us here. Yeah, and he startled them, which is, and because Shaman was acting strangely under the influence of the lure, yep. that's why Sasquatch wasn't taking chances. He's like on red alert instantly yes. fighting. So that we're caught up now. Great. Everyone with us still that's listening, I'm glad you are. Um, and they're like, we need to track down this Raynark bad news. And Vindicator is like, I need to grab these little punch cards and call in my friends from Alpha Flight. Meanwhile, the thing just pours himself more tea. What an asshole. <laughs> um, and it's wild. And he really downplays Shaman's knowledge of Raynark, of like, he super powerful control over the elements. And I feel like even later, Thing underestimates him, Raynark, because he didn't listen to the oh, yeah. whole background. Yeah, Ben Grimm thinks they, he knows best. Um, yeah. So we sort of understand why we're stuck with the cast we are. Because he pulls out the little data cards, which are fun. Aurora's striking a pose, and so is Northstar. Um, Good for them. 
And unfortunately, Snowbird is off on maneuvers because she works for the Royal Canadian Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, her day job. She's doing her she day job. She does have a day job. And, and I, he's, I enjoy it when we get to that part within the Alpha Flight series. So that leaves only Aurora and Northstar that they can count on. We cut to some maneuvers that are happening with the Canadian Air Force. and But not Snowbird's maneuvers. I know. And uh, they see this streak in the sky and they're like, it's a person. It's a bird. It's a plane. It is Raynark. And Raynark is like, what are these? And I'm going to explode all of them um, because they're firing at me because I didn't divert course because they are like, something's threatening us. Hey, we're identified craft. are open, but yeah, obviously he has no radio. So um, don't worry. They all got their parachutes. They ejected out. Yes. But we know that Raynark is basically fucking shit up. It's played up. Like, these are professional pilots. Like, yeah. they know what they're doing, and they didn't even stand a chance. So, um, then, elsewhere, specifically, an exclusive estate in Laval, Quebec. And it is Northstar and Aurora basically talking about Alpha Flight. And lounging in very, like, would-be on mode. In mode? Like, are these, are these Karen and Richard Carpenter? <laughs> no. Um, and it's odd that they don't have hair color. There's so like, it is Aurora hanging up the phone. They just got off the phone with Vindicator. And they're debating, like, do we do this or do we not? And Norsar is like, nope. They cut our funding. I really don't like mac i'm not going yeah i'm gonna have sip my fancy drink and be here um and aurora's like you know what we're we were born with special abilities we're different from normal people um we can move and fly at super speed when we're in contact physical contact we're so bright we have like a blinding light we must have been given these powers for a reason and you can turn your back on like our purpose but I'm not. So bye. And she does like the Wonder Woman tornado into yeah. her uniform. And um, and Northstar is like, he, you will learn to rue your decision. He's sipping his aperitif. And it's a Nick and Nora glass. And then we cut to Winnipeg because it is under threat by Raynark, who flies into downtown and makes like roots come up from the, the city. I do love how in all of these books, they're really... Like, do they get subsidized by the Canadian Board of Tourism? I don't know. They're really selling us on uh, major Canadian cities. Yeah. They're like Winnipeg, the fourth largest city <laughs> in Canada. I it's, it's a, And it's a very new city. Yes. It's hip. It's not like old and new. It's new and newer. Yes. Um, but isn't that where the North America's largest mall is? I don't know. I thought it was Winnipeg. Maybe. Deep. We can't bring the buns to Winnipeg, though. <laughs> Unfortunately. It is not have bun will travel. Um, so and... uh, Raynark's like, once I have reduced the city to rubble, I will fly to others, forcing them to fall one by one until at last the entire planet kneels before me. He's he... bent on some world domination. And it's not like in Crusader Kings where you can either rule by loyalty or rule by fear. He's all, all fear. fear. Yes. Um, so... Grow some vines. He gets zapped. Um, Vindicator zaps him. We have Alpha Flight on the scene. And 
he causes then an earthquake with a slap of the ground. It's bigger than what Sasquatch can do. And Colossus. Uh, yes. He's a size queen. So uh, then start stuff starts falling down and... It takes the combined might of Sasquatch and the Thing to save this apartment building. After Aurora like zips through and saves all the people and evacuates them super quickly. She kept, she should run for office, really. She catches a baby. She does. And gets the evacuation going. It's so weird with, that she has white hair. Like at the right. beginning of the issue, it could be shading. Sheen. It could be a shading thing where they're like, oh, it's just bright lights reflecting off of the black hair. But now there's nothing. Yeah. There's no pigment. Um. So all those people's apartments are gone. We cut to... Um, giant the, Man. Yes, the headquarters of the Fantastic Four Giant Man is getting out of bed and he's like, I'm dying and Fantastic... Mr. Fantastic is like, you're dying. Get You're back in bed. Here's your uniform. Do you just want to hold it? <laughs> and Fantman's um, like, this isn't really helping. Then we cut back to Canada and in Winnipeg. Because um, we need something to up the stakes. Like, we need. Yeah. There's a sense of urgency. Yes. Yes. Um, they're trying to unbury Ben Grimm, who was in the rubble. And Ben Grimm's like, I was just taking a rest. I did this myself. I didn't need your help. And we're like, we know Ben Grimm. Okay, it's your <laughs> comic book. You're the best. Whatever. So, um, Arc is like at the highway. All the people fleeing him. He, he's like, what's this bullshit? What are these? I'm gonna destroy them. He goes to Walm onto a car. Yep. Uh, Vindicator catches them, um, and then. Even Shaman tries to encircle him in living flame and he just turns into a whirlwind himself yeah. and tosses Shaman aside. But luckily, there is Sasquatch. Go limp, Shaman. My fur-covered body can cushion your fall. Ooh. Okay, I think Sasquatch is hot. Like, I just need to admit that now. Like, I think that Walter Lankowski is an attractive character. In which form? A human. <laughs> there, yes, there's a shower scene coming up eventually. Yeah. Yes. That we will get to. So now the thing goes charging by, or charging in, I should say. Um, uh, Shaman gives a little bit of exposition. She, he has a spell, but it might kill him. So they need Raynark to be unconscious for this spell to be effective and to actually work. And then there's tree roots, and it's officially clobbering time. It is. And then we have news crews on the scene, and they're like, oh, wow. Um, well, we have the American superhero, The Thing, joining forces at, with an as-yet-unidentified Canadian task force. That's like The Thing and these other people. <laughs> right? Even the Canadian media is sort of assholes to their hometown team. Right? Um, and there's all this destruction literally raining down and they're Rainark like is summoning they're like this is a some guy named Raynark, and then it's north star pouring himself another drink it's grape juice <laughs> it is grape juice because it says conquered grape on the yes bottle. he is real fancy i hope it's sparkling at the very least is that why his eyebrows are so thin it's the, it's the grape juice no that's <laughs> the early 2000s he tweezed them out of existence <laughs> um but he sees aurora being heroic dodging lightning bolts. and he's like shit uh, my sister's in danger, and maybe Alpha too, but also mostly my sister. So in the panel, it's um, he's no longer there. It's just the TV and his full glass that he has abandoned as the media says, please stand by. Um, 
now attaining ice the size of boulders that Sasquatch is just knocking left and right. And he catches a bus that was otherwise thrown at him. I hope all these people got out of the bus. Yeah, Reynard throws it at Sasquatch. Um, it's a battle of large characters, but yes. eventually Reynard like sorcels these giant hands out of the earth to bury Sasquatch alive. Yes, he's being dragged, as they say. And then Reynard laughs in triumph and glee. Vindicator attacks. Um and uh, oh, there was I, I there was a second place where there was something questionable that Sasquatch says, and I will probably find it later or after we stop recording. Mm. But it's fine. Oh, I mean, he does say it's not controversial. He's like, you have severely underestimated the spirit, the courage of Canada. Um, so Vindicator like tries to shoot a beam at Raynark. Raynark's like, ha ha, no, I'll shoot you. But then we find that Vindicator has his little spiffy power. He goes pop. And he like phases out of existence, but maintains his same physical space relative to space and not the Earth. So the Earth rev still like revolves at the same speed. And then he pops back into existence. And he's on the other side of the planet, which... Which doesn't make sense because he's like... Then they explain the science and they're like... It's 18 miles per second. And I'm like, he was gone for like three seconds. <laughs> like He should be in Vancouver or like... No, he's in the suburbs of Winnipeg. <laughs> like, he should be like 45 minutes away oh. by car. Um, so he's out of the action. But Northstar shows up in uniform. Um, Everyone is surprised. Aurora's like, I knew my brother wouldn't fail us. They join hands and blind Raynark. Um, we have the, the thing and Sasquatch picking up cars to throw at him while he's blinded. It's like a concerto, only cars. And then Shaman taps into the knowledge, the magics, to do the original spell that trapped him. Yes, the being hit on either side of your face by a car is enough to knock out Raynark for a few moments. Yes. And that's all the moments that Shaman needs. He's trapped in a mystic cocoon. It looks, yeah. It it's looks a like ball. a marble. Yeah. He's in a, a shiny marble. Um, and the world's largest ball of twine, also in Minnesota. <laughs> ben Grimm is an asshole. And he's like, why didn't you do that sooner? <laughs> like, fuck like, you. If you had paid attention, you would know that Raynark is too powerful to do that. Yeah, he's like, I need him to be unconscious for me to do this. So um, well, the, he's going to put it in a safe space so no one else opens this jar. And um, then he's like, oh, Sasquatch, now that you're free, can you come help out my friend, Giant Man? And... Um, Turns out he can't. Nope, he can't. He he looked at Giant Man to see if he could help, and he's like, Adam Smasher. He has such a unique form of radiation poisoning. Um, he's irreparably damaged. I don't believe there's any way to save him. I'm sorry. And that's how the issue ends. Yep. So it leads on rough. to the next issue of two and one, um, which you cannot read actually on Marvel Unlimited, nope. issue eighty five, not present on this service. Um, I mean, I guess that's an okay reason for a thing to go around having team ups of like looking for a way to save. Yeah. Life. So, um, 
that's where things are left. Yeah. That's a little rough. And it doesn't exact. I mean, for in terms of Alpha Flight, it jives with going into their issue one. Yes, that's why I wanted to include this one, because we sort of saw them at the height of their Canadian government supported powers. We see them undercut and then we see them operating as like an independent team, an agency that's still trying to hold together. Like Vindicator is trying to hold the team cohesion and be like, come on, like get together. There's we, some dynamics we that can we get to learn. Yes, we can still do things together. And the listener's like, but I don't like you. Yes. So I think this leaves us in a good place heading into our first set of prime Alpha Flight issues next yeah. next episode when we cover Alpha Flight. Yeah. So what do you think overall? I liked it. I like the depth of characters that we get. Um, there's enough. We got really deep in the backstories in the first few issues we of do. Alpha Flight, which I love um, and wasn't expecting. Um, and I thought that this level was going to be all that we got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the team. Um, I like that there's already a dynamic set up. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think we're going to have so much fun with this series. It obviously likes any good series changes over time and it changes with the comics industry. And yeah, and it's this is 10 years before North Star came out. Yeah, more than is it 13. Yeah, this issue is from 1981 that we just reviewed. It comes out in 93. Yeah. So. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens. Like Garrick and Dr. Bashir in Deep Space Nine. Yes. Um, the team will go through tons of changes. I'm looking forward to it because I've read up to like issue 50 in okay. my initial read through. And I'm only at like 15. Yes. Somewhere is issue 15. Yes. So those issues uh, up through all of Burns' run, he steps off the book after issue 28 are all on Marvel Unlimited. Then it's really it's spotty after uh -huh. that. So not the the entire thing is not on Marvel Unlimited, which is disappointing. But there we you said that there are paper copies more easily found at shows in dollar bins. To oh, bins. Uh, the weird thing about the series and the unfortunate thing about Alpha Flight is that it is notorious for being in like 50 cent in dollar bins at comic conventions and shows. No one wants this series and I don't know why. And it's always like the beginning, like it is the first set of issues where, like you said, you started reading it and you're like, I really like these. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to dive into those. But it, every time I flip through bins and it's dollar bins just filthy with Alpha Flight issues, I'm like, what is this? We so, even went to a place yesterday and it was the dollar bin and it was issue like five, seven and then 9 through 28, but it was like 12 copies of issue yeah, 5, it's, 12 copies of issue 9 and 10. Yeah, and as a comic collector, I guess now is a good time as any to talk about this. Um, like, I collected starting, oh, about 10 years ago, um, the, the Avengers Volume 1 and Thor Volume 1. And then the other one that I collected was Alpha Flight. Yeah. and west coast avengers and then when i was moving from chicago i had to downsize like i had too much stuff to move 
and I was like, I I need to get rid of something. And I chose at that time, I got rid of West Coast Avengers, which some people listening to this might be like, good decision. And I've read the entire run of that series, and I'm like, maybe a good decision, even though I've collected the whole thing again. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I can't get rid of Alpha Flight. I love this series. Yeah. I love these characters. And that's why when I see it in dollar bins, I'm like, it it blows my mind. How do people not want to read this? And that's why I wanted to do a podcast about it because I think it deserves attention. It's really fun. It's a core of the Marvel universe. People aren't really looking at anymore, which is unfortunate Yeah, because it has such good characters and fun characters to explore. Just like the X-Men, everyone can find a favorite X-Men. You can find characters that you really like in Alpha Flight and why you can articulate why other than, you know, like, oh, it's fun to see them. Like, if someone has a favorite Alpha Flight character, they can go in depth about it. It's true. Which is why I love that we get that level of background so that you can feel that connection. Yeah. To all of the characters. Yeah. So we will be covering a chunk of these issues just like X Factor Investigations each episode. So once a month we are doing a chunk of Alpha Flight for everyone. Yes. So I think it's probably going to be like four issues or so. That seems doable for us because this was basically four issues since those two uncanny issues were partials it might at the beginning at least go slower to give the characters and their background the full due diligence that they're owed yes so we will look in those issues to make sure that we're covering things logically too with the character profiles as presented so um let us know what you think about the origins of alpha flight we would love to hear from you um thanks for listening along we are on um instagram that's what it's called at x factor files podcast um we'll be posting some images from here um some of the fun art maybe some of the easter eggs to find yes um and we will catch you next time i think the next episode due out after this is our first rule of three that's exciting it is exciting so Stick around, everyone. We are heating up in the depth of winter, and we hope to see you next time. Stay safe. Stay warm. See ya.